Today's episode of the Big 5D Podcast is brought to you by Duda, a professional website builder trusted by 18,000 agencies and SaaS platforms. Every 17 seconds, a new website is built on Duda. To learn more, visit them at duda.co. That's D-U-D-A dot C-O. Hello, everyone. This is Charles Laughlin from Big 5 Digital, and this is the Big 5D Podcast. So it's been a minute since we've published a podcast. We have episode 32 today, which we're excited to bring you, featuring Tyler Carajalios, who is Global Head of Special Projects and Merchant Banking for Market Force. And that's a pretty interesting company. It's a Kenya-based B2B retail distribution platform that has raised some money, gotten some press coverage, and it kind of fits with the broader sort of F. Fast-moving consumer goods, FMCG marketplace arena, where we have a number of companies, both in Kenya and Nigeria, operating in the space. It's attracted a lot of investor interest. It's an interesting play around the whole informal retail space, and we'll get into it more in the podcast. But first, a quick word on why we've been away so long. So I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm content director for Big Five Digital. Had a bit of a health issue. Had to take a few months off from producing the newsletter and podcast. We're getting back into it now. We're really excited about producing content again about the Africa B2B tech ecosystem, which is what Big Five Digital is all about. So the other thing I want to mention, we're in the midst of planning our March 2023 Big Five Summit in Cape Town. Visit bigfivedigital.org slash events to learn more. Talk to us uh, about speaking and sponsoring. You can reach out to us at info at big5digital.org. That's big5digital.org. So please reach out if you're interested in participating in the event in any way. And I'm really excited to be back with the podcast, and we hope you enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome to the Big 5D Podcast. We're back after a bit of a break, and we're happy to be creating this podcast again, and we're really excited to have the guest we have today, Tyler Carajalios. Did I get it right, Tyler? You got it. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. So you are with Market Force. You have a long title. I'll let you give it. So just tell us what is your role at uh, Market Force. Yeah, I lead financial services at Market Force, which is all of our inventory finance, digital wallet, payments. Any sort of financial service you're you can think of, we're thinking about extending to our merchant network. So, so that's my work across all of our operating countries. Okay, that's a good succinct answer. So, here we are, two uh, people with American accents talking about tech in Africa. So, uh, that's probably a good opportunity to ask you, where did you come from? What's your background, and how did you end up deciding that Africa was an exciting opportunity? <laughs> um, I am Southern California, born and raised. Chicago I- here. Yeah, Chicago. Nice, nice. A uh, little bit chillier, but um, yeah. But yeah, I was very fortunate. I I went to Stanford for undergrad, and that's where I got immersed in the kind of entrepreneurship and startup ecosystem. The energy in in Silicon Valley is palpable, and um, it was impossible not to kind of get drawn into that. And then, uh, I throughout the course of my studies, hid um done some work in South Africa, been to Tanzania. And that's where I first kind of got some exposure to the opportunity across the African continent. So in 2016, I moved to Kenya 
um, I received advice to to follow the money and South Africa, Kenya, Nigeria. There's and five Egypt basically are, where all the money goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the, the the VC centers so so main moves out here and really fell in love with this the startup and venture ecosystems. Um, people are creating incredibly innovative products and solutions that move the needle on on people's lives and um it was impossible not not to want to be a part of it so that's what's kept me here so you came here broadly for the opportunity or did you come here to accept a specific opportunity i came here to work for a sanitation startup originally okay um was here for about two years working outside nairobi which was interesting um moved back to the states to be in consulting for a few years, but coming back to Kenya was always my North Star. So mm-hmm. I actually quit my job a little over a year ago and moved out here without anything lined up and knew that Kenya makes magic happen and um, very, okay. very fortunately found a home at Market Force. Great. And we're going to talk the bulk of this about Market Force, which I'm going to ask you to explain in a minute. It's a company we've written a little bit about. They've raised a little bit of money. They're in a very interesting space, for, particularly for Big Five Digital, which focuses on tech for SMEs. Very much an SME play. We'll, we'll get into that. Before that, you mentioned sort of the vibrancy of the tech, uh, the uh, the ecosystem. Could you take a minute and talk about what makes it so? Uh, you talked about it, creativity, et cetera. What else makes it so? And why do you think, and I know there's a lot of debate about, is enough money pouring into Africa? There's a big debate about that. But money is coming into Africa. The this flow has, I think it's it's been affected by the global situation, but it hasn't been uh, dis- interrupted completely by it. Uh, uh, maybe that's fair. Maybe you can disagree. But what do you think makes it such so uh, vibrant? Um, a couple things. One, I'll, I'll talk about Kenya. Kenya very much has a um, entrepreneurial spirit just inherent in everyone here. So everyone mm-hmm. here has a side hustle. Um, if you don't have a Shamba or a farm upcountry, you have some some company in Nairobi doing a service. It's just ingrained in the mm-hmm. ethos. And so I think that is contagious. And that's one thing that's made Kenya a fantastic place for for startups to develop. Um, I think the continent broadly, all the trends are headed in the right direction. So we'll have 2.5 billion people by 2050. Mobile subscribers are increasing, I think over 10% year on year mobile internet users. Um, you're, You're seeing the growth in mobile money and digital payments and flexible workforces uh, in the population that's financially included. You have a very young population that's that's ready to work. So all of the macro trends, a growing middle class are headed in the direction to be ripe for innovation. Mm-hmm. And, and people see the opportunity and are taking advantage of it. Um, and yeah, you just have a lot of really great minds that were sprung up here or have flocked here because they see there's the ability to move the needle commercially and um and economically and it's it's really exciting okay so market force you find an opportunity with market force again as i noted we've covered them a little bit they're i'm not going to explain it. i'm going to let you explain it but tell us what it is from the, its yeah. origins to what it's evolved to and then i think mm-hmm. i'd like to get into where it's where it's evolving to what's you know what part what the third leg of that stool is uh but start with what it is great so market Marketforce is a B2B commerce platform for retailers across the African continent. Mm -hmm. So our customers are your neighborhood 
mom and pop corner shop here in Kenya. We call them dukas in South Africa. You might call them spazas. Right. Um, and they sell your daily essentials to end consumers in their neighborhood, probably folks within a 500 meter radius of, of where they are. FMCG. And so FMCG, flour, yeah. sugar, oil, toothpaste. Fast moving consumer goods for those who don't know the acronym. Yeah, right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and so we partner with manufacturers and suppliers and avail their products on our platform. Um, and then merchants can order those goods via via our app and have reliable 24-hour kind of next day delivery. And so we're really solving that core need of um, reliable, convenient delivery of goods. There's a large pain point around merchants waking up at four in the morning to go to a wholesaler that may or may not have what they need. Um, and so this just eases their operations quite a bit. And then on top of that, we've layered on access to value-added and financial services. So okay. we have a digital wallet and digital payments, um, bill pay services where they can sell airtime or electricity to the end consumer and earn extra income, and then inventory financing as well to support their cash flows and help them order more and sell more. One pain point I had remember hearing about this, and I think there's some similar organizations that have cropped up to address similar concerns was that one common problem among uh, these small informal shops, whatever term is used in whichever market, uh, is that they're often having to close shop in the middle of the day to restock. And that restocking process was time consuming and it, it ate into their bottom line considerably because the, yeah. the clo store is closed while they're going to looking for cases of bottled water or whatever it was. Is that another thing that you identified and that you've solved? That's exactly kind of why our, our co-founders are serving this, this customer segment. So our co-founders are Kenyan, Tesha Masongo, met um, uh, in computer science classes in university and, and started and exited a business together and have been entrepreneurs their entire career. So they originally started Market Force as kind of a, a sales force and distribution platform for distributors. Mm -hmm. Salesforce monitoring platform and, and did that for about a year and found those sales cycles challenging and, and, and realized in the process of that, how underserved these retailers were and this pain mm -hmm. point around losing money by having to close up shop. Um, right. And so in April, 2020, fantastic timing. Um, we pivoted to, to serving retailers directly mm -hmm. and, and Tesh and Masonga themselves would fill up the back of, cars and go make the deliveries to best understand what what kind of solution we need to build that was fit for purpose right. for this customer segment and was constantly designed with their needs in mind yeah what would get so me to not bit, have to do this what do i have to build so i don't too. have to yeah. do this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay okay so um so that that's what it's created to to solve basically to give a shop owner an ability to manage his business through his phone is that through their phone is that right that's a great way to sum it up yeah we say we're the operating solution for africa's informal retailers okay so a lot of what we think about and talk about is who is trying to create that sort of all-in-one business operation platform on the phone that helps not only shop owners but other types of businesses so talk a little bit about what your ambitions are as a business to take this business management solution, either across categories, across geographies, across, I don't know, uh, there's probably a few other options. So I guess talk about your opportunity and maybe what is your, what do you perceive as your addressable market? 
Yeah. Um, from a geography standpoint, and then I'll get into kind of the products and services. Um, we are active in five markets. Right. Kenya is our, our HQ, but Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Nigeria, and Tanzania. So, so quite the spread. Yeah. Um, and, and we see incredible opportunity across the continent. Uh, from a, what, what our vision is, is Market Force aims to be a super app for, for retailers to help them operate and okay. grow their business. So you're staying in retail so, for now. Staying in retail. Okay. For now. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. And, and I think what that looks like being a super app is first is meeting their core need of reliably ordering goods, their livelihood. Yeah. Second has been added on, adding on value added services like the bill pay and then financial services. So inventory financing, but right. also there's, you're seeing a ton of startups pop up around um, business operation tools, what I like to call. So things like bookkeeping or inventory management, um, consumer credit tracking. One day, these are solutions that I can see us building to have it really be a one-stop shop for them to access whatever they need to operate and scale scale their small businesses. Okay. Is it always good? I mean, you're going to stay in retail, but is there a layer above, uh, I was going to say Spezza shops, that's South Africa's term, but a layer, is there a layer above that, that you can target, or are you really focused on this small informal Retailer. And do you make informal retailers more formal? I mean, that term is always a little nebulous, right? Good question. We serve formal and informal retailers. Okay. And I think that varies pretty significantly by market. So okay. in Rwanda, almost if not all of our, our customers are formally registered. Part mm -hmm. of that has to do with the regulatory environment and the incentives around, around formalization. Mm -hmm. um, varies largely by market i can i can see us getting to the point where we support merchants in their their journey to formalize um but right now yeah we're we're all inclusive we serve everyone okay fair enough now nigeria is interesting I, this might be a little snarky but i'll say it anyway uh, in all the companies i've covered it seems like uh whether they begin in in kenya ghana whatever it is um nigeria is always a stop on the journey uh, and my perception is, is that's an investor in, uh, checkbox is that you're, you're expanding geographically within the next 18 months to 24 months, right? You're expanding into Nigeria, right? Uh, is that fair or is that a little bit uh, cynical? Both. Um, yes. And <laughs> it be both, as we like to case. say in improv, um, <laughs> I, I do think it incentivizes some startups to expand into Nigeria, the mm -hmm. investor appetite for that. I do think, however, it's one of the largest markets on the continent. It's uh, sort of obvious too. Yeah. It, it's pretty obvious to, to go there. The opportunity, um, is very significant. And I think if you can crack Nigeria, mm -hmm. you can crack a lot of markets. Why just because of its size or is there a certain unique challenge there that if you can figure that out, you can figure out anything? Um, I think particularly with, with respect to retail, like if you can figure out Legos traffic and supply <laughs> chain and logistics, you yeah. can figure it out anywhere. No okay. problem. Okay. It's okay. Too okay. Big that sounds that. reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it helps you hone your business model and your and your SOPs and get them really crisp and sharp. Mm-hmm. And by going into into Lagos in Nigeria, when we then expanded into Uganda and Rwanda, we had very much refined our expansion strategy and our our operating model. And the lessons we learned there were invaluable in getting those markets up and running really quickly. Okay, okay. Uh, so why? Well, this feels like a, if if you really have this super app to run, I'm, I'm pushing back more on this retail strategy. Why isn't it good for other kinds of small businesses? It is. So I think um, retail, you have to start somewhere. You have sure. to focus. I mean, that's a big thing to start on, right? <laughs> I think yeah. um, we, if you lose sight, if you try to build for everyone, you build for no one. Okay. So you have to be really thoughtful in in who you're designing for and where we wanted to start and tackle was retail. But certainly things like inventory management, bookkeeping, reliable distribution, there are needs for that in pharma, in textiles, in, in other sectors. And there's definitely a future. We want to be a platform for all of those. So is there a par- opportunity for partnerships for your platform to become just the, 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 the raw material for others to create something for their, for their vertical? Yes. Yeah, so we have, we have an asset light model. Mm-hmm. Um, so our goal is to be the, the platform for suppliers and distributors to plug into yeah. um, and, and kind of the sales and tech solution to access these retailers. Okay. 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 So, um, what is, I know you have, you know, do you have any ambitions outside of Africa or is your solution uniquely African? For now it's uniquely African. Um, I certainly think we could have global ambitions, but there's enough opportunity here for the near, near to medium term. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Fine. <laughs> I mean, you do hear some of these like ones that have already sort of hit the unicorn level are saying, you know, we're going to expand into some other part of the world. And uh, we're starting to hear that. It's not like universal. Oh, once you've mastered Nigeria, then next thing is Singapore. I, I don't hear that a lot, but uh, uh, just thought I'd ask no, if, if no, it's going to be limited to opportunity. Yeah, no, I mean, tons of opportunity in Indonesia and the Philippines, Mexico, right. LATAM. Um, LATAM would make sense. Yeah, LATAM would make yeah, sense. Yeah, we, uh, there's a lot of opportunity here for now. And then we, we've got, as Tesh likes to say, there's no poverty of ambition at Market Force. So, you know, I, I could certainly see us there but but for now we're, we're yeah them. you know how big have you gotten i i how, what can you tell me in terms of your your scale and scope and how you've grown yeah yeah so we have mapped over two hundred and thirty thousand merchants across our five markets at this mm-hmm. point um i think from an employee headcount i think we're at about 400 full-time employees so pretty pretty mostly big in kenya or across all five markets Across, across all, I mean, the majority are in Kenya. It's kind of our global HQ as well, but across all five markets. Okay. Um, and how, um, a question I often ask is about talent acquisition. We're seeing what's happening with Twitter and Amazon and, and other big companies in, in, this, in Silicon Valley and elsewhere. 
Uh, and uh, I don't know if any of that uh, is impacting Africa yet. I haven't been reading the headlines yet. Um, but talent acquisition is always an interesting question in Africa because the conversation about a year ago-ish was so much talent was being picked off as remote resource for big corporates, you know, Silicon Valley. I don't know if that has slowed to the point where your access to talent is becoming easier. Can, have you seen any trends in terms of access to good talent in Africa in the last year that are interesting? Yes. So I do think you're saying, right, you've seen Microsoft and Google come into right. Nairobi and, and hire a lot of tech talent. So you are competing against better resource corporates. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, that, that can make it challenging for tech startups. But I think one of the benefits to come out of COVID, as, as we all know, is you can have a disaggregated workforce. So mm-hmm. our product team, we have folks in Ghana, we have folks in Nigeria, we have folks spread all throughout Kenya. And that has really um, opened up our talent pipeline and been phenomenal from a, a tech hiring perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's one trend I think you've really seen picking up that enables you to get the talent you want and need. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, I think we're at about the, the amount of time I wanted to, to chat and learn about market force. So in the, I know you have, you know, ambitions to just keep it growing and expanding anything coming up on the product side or market growth side in the next say six months that you can hint at at least, um, make a little news here. Yeah, so I think we're, I mean, my my jam is financial services. So we're really okay. looking at scaling up our inventory financing solution for merchants, which is very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also have a digital wallet and bill pay services live in, in all our markets relatively soon. It's it's mm-hmm. active in Kenya, Nigeria, and, and Uganda at the moment. Um, but there's a, a 2018 World Bank IFC figure that there's a $330 billion financing gap for formal SMEs across the continent. Right. I like to harp that that excludes micro, excludes formal, and is 2018. So there's an- Do you have any idea what it is now? Any, any, I don't. That's the yeah. most recent figure. I, I could mm-hmm. extrapolate out, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have a valid source. Right. Um. But there's an incredible opportunity to, to provide MSMEs with financing solutions that meet their needs. And I think one thing that's really unique about market force is traditional financial institutions tend not to serve this customer segment because they're too costly and too risky. We, right? we, 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 had, we had a lot of content at our conference about that very point, which why don't banks service SMEs? I mean, true, small MSMEs, right? You know, it, it's it's unprofitable business for them. That's what they the answer usually is. Yeah, but that's not true for us. And we right. also have um, because of our existing business model, mm-hmm. and we also have really unique data that no one has access to. So we have the, the from we the have an from the operation of the individual businesses. Exactly. Yeah, we have yeah. their entire transaction history with us, right. so we know how much they're ordering, how often they're ordering, when they what can pay, ordering, when they can repay, yeah. when they can repay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we can, we can make, extrapolate some of the throughput with that too. And so it really de-risks the lending when you're financing inventory and have a whole new layer of history and data to make those decisions off of. 
So we're really, really excited to, to scale that up and see the impact we've had. And in some initial pilots, we've seen merchants order, increase their orders up to 4X what they were historically ordering. These folks are really smart and savvy. They just, they can sell more than they do. They just don't always have the capital on hand. To they they know it. what so kind of trade they can do if they have enough material. To exactly. Sell. Um, okay. And so I, market force and me too are, are very excited to, to unlock that, that potential. So I don't know if I asked this already, but do you know what your ten, total addressable market is for individual retailers? You said you mapped out 230,000. Is that correct? Do you know what your total addressable market is in the markets that you're operating in already? Let's just say that. Ooh, um, so I know in Nigeria, we're looking at around two and a half million retail um micro and small enterprises that are retail focused in the geos that we operate in. Mm -hmm. um, so about 7% of, of Nigeria is exclusively focused on retail that excludes grocery shops and fresh food. So if we extrapolate that, that out, you know, okay. It's I, big. Yeah. It's big. And the opportunity is large and growing. And you've, you, uh, and there's some competition in the market. Can you talk about how competitive this is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of phenomenal folks and, and there's a lot of phenomenal folks that have really notable fundraising histories too. So Wasoko launched in East Africa, raised $125 million a couple months ago. Trade Depot, I think did a hundred. That was the one I was trying to think of yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade Depot's in Nigeria. So there's a lot of folks. Um, this is not the party line. This is the Tyler line, but I think there's room for multiple winners. There's mm -hmm. so much opportunity and these customers these merchants are already used to interacting with multiple distributors that i really do think a number of folks are going to come out successful here mm -hmm. um i think what differentiates market force is uh two major things um one our asset light model so we don't own warehouses we don't own trucks we partner with three p 3PL providers, and that helps us scale really rapidly and be very capital efficient. It's the Airbnb um, effect, like you know, don't never own the house, right? Yeah. Don't ever, yeah, don't exactly. never own the car. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the platform play is is pretty unique and effective. Mm -hmm. Um. And and the second is a, a second tier city strategy. So in okay. Kenya, for example, we're serving 20 cities. We really land and expand. So we typically enter into a capital city where there's a lot of a lot of activity, but then we very quickly branch branch outside of that. And we actually find that the unit economics in these secondary cities can be more profitable than your your primary cities as well. Okay, so there's as much demand and lower cost. Some, something along those lines. Okay. Close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, Tyler, we'll end it there. It's been a fun conversation. I like to learn a little bit. Uh, we enjoy learning about companies that are doing interesting things uh, in this small business space in Africa. So thank you for talking to us for a little bit today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I think there's just one thing I would love love to leave you with before Please, go right ahead. Off go right ahead. Around the, the opportunity for these merchants. I, I just want to say that they are remarkably resilient. I think we found that in COVID, they were the cornerstone of some of these communities continuing to provide essential goods. Right. And 90% of retail transactions across the continent flow through them. So when you yeah. think about why why it's such a great great opportunity, it's um, they're, they're an access point for, for consumers and they are 
savvy and smart. And so we're really excited to see how this space takes off. But yeah, Charles, thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. As well. Thank you. And have a great one. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye. The Big 5D podcast is a production of Big 5 Digital. The podcast is written, produced, and hosted by Charles Laughlin. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Or subscribe to our Substack newsletter for free where our podcasts are posted. The newsletter can be found at ctlaughlin.substack.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.